0: Everybody, we are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than the Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas. Hey, a lot of air horns early, baby. <laughs> but yo, get carried I mean, away. Chief, <laughs> Chief Revenue, Officer, he's excited, City he's excited Digital. already. <laughs> I, I didn't press nothing, I ain't pressed nothing. Jay on the boards, baby. But you know, man, once again, welcome to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm Jared Thomas, um, Chief Revenue Officer, Outside the Box Digital. I'm joined by my co host. CEO Chatty, aka Pastel Chatty. Your CEO, favorite CEO's favorite CEO. What's going on, bro?
1: If it ain't bright, it just ain't right.
0: You heard? <laughs> if it ain't bright,
1: it just ain't right. <laughs> Let's My go. guy's
0: ready. My guy's ready yes, to pod, it. man. I'm ready so to pod, baby. Before we begin, y'all, you know, this quick shout out to our partners for us at the Live Podcast Network, our exclusive partners. Make sure you go download the app, enjoy content like this and other amazing podcasts. Also, huge shout out to our returning listeners. Thank you for the continued support. We're growing week over week because of y'all, and we truly appreciate it. For the first time, listeners was good, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning up, you know, for tuning in and pulling up on us. This is more than the title. It's all about a show that's having authentic conversations with some of the best and brightest in business to understand who they are and how they got to where they are. And today, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm super excited, man. We got a great guest today. I've been, you know, I just met this brother, but I'm a fan of his man. He's a he's a major dude. So if you're in the A, I'm pretty sure you know him, but he's a fashion mogul, inspirational leader that went from employee to employer, worked at various customer oriented industries by day while doing his own apparel business by night. He coined the phrase "sleep is for suckers, starting out with wrist brands and later involving into a clothing line and a way of life. He works to inspire and uplift many with his brand's tagline. If you lose sleep doing what you love, you eventually live the dream that you only, of you only would have dreamt. So in a few years, the Sleepers for Suckers concept has involved from selling T-shirts out of the back of his car, selling his message on apparel across the globe. He's also founder of Successful Podcasts, Social Truth Podcasts. Is-
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, yo, Where did he wow. bro, This is like that long, bro. Yo, nah, listen. I got to get you, nah, you, nah, got nah. you, gotta get the, you got You got to get the... Hold on, hold shit. on. You, hold
1: on. You, gotta you got to get the master shit. P of introductions. You got to get the you master me? P of... He said, He said, I'm not putting out singles. You, I'm putting out double albums. You got to get you, 24 put, accolades you, right you, now. You put, you put out all no. eyes on me and said no. <laughs> listen, you're not getting five accolades. You're getting 24 or nothing less. <laughs> Give him yeah, the, double E-P, so. the
2: double EP intro. Man, man look, man. I, I Let's a go, man. Let's let the people get to the information, man. That's, oh, that's well, what you let for me. Well, I love <laughs> that go. shit.
0: Well, I love that shit, yo. Let's go. Having
2: people talk, it's always weird having people talk about you in front of you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, and I gotta sit there and be like, yeah, that's true, that's true. You know, no, I'm just the, saying I am that that I mean, guy. I mean, that, that,
1: show, that shows a level of humbility, but like I tell a lot of my other guests, even though you're humble with it because it's your success, just understand one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is to inspire the next you, right? Inspire the next we're you. Dope. So we have to talk about what you did because somebody might not follow exactly in your footsteps, but I promise you there's some things that you've done that somebody else is like, yo, he did that? I can do it too. So that's why we do that, to let them know okay. that it's possible. You heard? Damn!
0: Absolutely. Pardon. I'm pardoned I'm <laughs> pardoned <laughs> but yo, so for everybody now I appreciate that for everybody listening I'm gonna give you out a background right before we go into the actual pods I want to hear this brother's story but this January we's down there in Florida we had pod fest so we sitting there working the room we trying to you know get more promotion for the show talking to a young brother and then to the right of me is Dave so we just start kicking in start chatting out of nowhere you know and you were humble as fuck bro I ain't gonna lie man if I was you I'd be like, yeah, you know what I do. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. Like, I got monetize my podcast. I'm over there talking my LinkedIn shit. I'm like, yo, I'm the CEO of this. you like, yo, that's mad cute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he hit he you, you with the baby Jay-Z line. Like, yeah, you know, that
0: was nah, all right. Nah, yeah, was making the, a couple and of the, dollars. And a <laughs> respectful, and that it was mad yeah, funny and respectful yeah. ass way, bro. But then we just started yeah. kicking it. And like I said, I took the picture, put it up on LinkedIn. I had 40 to 50 messages of people like, yo, when are you getting him on the show? Yo, I follow him. I love him. Yo, you in the A? Yo, he's that guy. Yo, how the hell you met him? And it was like, yo, you got to get him on the show. So I appreciate you from taking the yeah. time, bro. And let's start from the top, man, because you started, your journey is, is, is insane, bro. All I hear from you is from people in the A's that you are the, the epitome of hustler. So what, tell, tell us from the start, bro, what, ha, what happened? How'd you get into, you know, this space?
2: Well, I mean, I guess, it, you know, we all have like different starts and we got all, we all have like different beginnings. So I'm like, yo, tell me where you started. Some of you might start this story at college. Mm-hmm. Some of you might start this story when they was a kid, right? I was, I was definitely that kid that, uh, you know, sold candy or raked leaves or uh, shoveled snow. I'm that kid that's a hustler, right? And then um, I kind of fast forward. I started selling uh, weed. Only a little bit, though. You know what I mean? And I wasn't all that good. <laughs> Jay, edit that. Jay, edit that part out. No <laughs> no, 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 no promotion of a lead.
0: Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't edit nothing. We rock
2: it. <laughs> I need to edit button. I, I just,
0: no I'm going to be trouble.
2: <laughs> so I, um, I mean, just... I always, I was always trying to figure out a way to be the man. Mm. Not be the man, but be recognized for, like, doing something well. And I just never really got that. I've never been, like, the number one in anything. I've never been the best at anything. I never, I I didn't really get, like, awards growing up. Um, So I kind of resolved to let me just, let me just do well. You know what I mean? I just want to do well. And uh, so I always had a job and a dream, and you know, Know, trying to bridge that gap, I'd be full time entrepreneur, full time employee, and uh, eventually I started this t shirt brand, and it worked out. I was able to leave my job, and um, just things evolve. You know what I mean? Like, things progress. Mm-hmm. Every year, I've done better than the last year, and better doesn't mean I went from thirty thousand to making one hundred fifty thousand. It means thirty to 35, 40 to 45 40, You know what I mean? It was, it was all. You know, even when I left. It was just the objective was to do better than I did last year. So I got a bunch of beginnings, but um, just to kind of make a long story short, um, I've always strived to do better than I did the day before, the year before, the week before, the project before, so. That's
0: real, man. That's real, man. So what? So when you when you first started, first of all, you started from the the, the t-shirts. Where did the idea from selling a t-shirt start, man? Cause that's, that's a, a unique start. From where you are today, you know yeah. what I mean.
2: Yeah, but I mean, even the t-shirts evolved from just a, a hustler mentality. So, shout out to my boy T Dot out in L.A. We actually grew up together in New Jersey, and uh, he started painting shirts. But the shirt painting that he was doing came from a company called Meskeen. Mm. Sure, I remember that Meskeen brand. It looked like I remember Spider.
1: that. I remember that. My
2: boy Dot, what he would do was put a picture on a shirt. He would he set a picture and then paint over top of it. It was crazy. So mm. I went to, I went to uh, uh, Morrow High School in Georgia, my senior year of high school. I came back and Dot was doing these shirts. And I'm like, yo, show me how to do it. So he showed me how to do it. Mm. I took that and I started going crazy in college making these shirts. So I've never been an artist, but um, I was just trying stuff. And you didn't have to be at this point. You just splatter and paint everywhere. But it got better and better. I started to be to be known for that. Eventually I stopped that and I just kind of went in different directions, I wanted to be a cameraman, I wanted to sell prepaid legal services, I wanted to be a salesperson, I started selling the internet. And eventually I just came back to the idea of, let me start a t-shirt brand. So mm. my, my journey has literally been a hustle my whole life. Mm. This t-shirt brand was the one idea that I had that I stuck to, you know mm. what I mean? So I, I think it could have been anything. It could have been t-shirts, it could have been real estate, it could have been whatever. This is the one I decided to stick to. And the thing that I stuck to was the one that I started when I started when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. And I was able to transition my way out. And, uh, I mean, the rest is history. So, well, I guess it's, the rest isn't history. So, I started a t-shirt brand. I opened up a kiosk 2012. I opened up another kiosk 2013. I opened up a store in 2014. That hmm. same year, 2014, I closed the second kiosk. And then they took the store away from me. So, now I'm back to one kiosk. But that was the point where i'm like all right well i started writing my book but i actually finished the book because i lost the store which
0: Mm -hmm. was the best
2: thing that ever happened to me so after i wrote the book um i started speaking on the stuff that was in the book and people booked me to speak then i went on tour with et and i started doing conferences and my objective was interview people who are speakers at the conference and i put them on youtube not a podcast necessarily but if you're gonna be a speaker, I'll interview you, put it on YouTube, and hopefully the people like you enough to come buy a ticket to the conference. That was my strategy. Mm. And that's when I fell in love with the interview process, and that was 2018. And the rest is the making of history right now. Woof. No. Shit.
0: That, that oh. definitely deserves a shit, no. bro. First of all, you're working no. at the Cheesecake Factory. Quit on them. I love that because I got a similar journey, bro. I was, I was at BBQ smelling like ribs. So uh-huh. I got my first sales job, bro. I was selling mixtapes out of my apron. I said to take your order and then sell your mixtape for $9.99, bro. We sold 5,000 of them things out of out of, out of Straight up. So I, I, I felt that, bro. And what was that moment like when you quit, bro? What was that moment you was like, yo, <laughs> came
2: bag, I'm not doing my own thing. Yo, uh, ironically, man, it wasn't a I arrived. <laughs> It was, a, I, it was the most gradual release from a, from a job ever. So mm. while I'm working there, um, I'm working about five days a week, five to six days a week, or as many as I could picking up shifts. Yeah. And at this point I started my t-shirt business and I set this goal to make $100 on each off day. So at this point I'm, I'm working five days a week on my job and then two days a week, I'm really just focused on how can I sell, I'm selling t-shirts for $20 at this point, how can I sell five t-shirts on my off day? That was my goal. Mm. And um, I started to hit that goal pretty consistently. And I figured if I could make $200 on two off days, if I had a third off day, I'd be able to make 300. So I went to my manager and working at a, as a server, it's kind of flexible. I say, yo, do me a favor, only put me on the schedule for four days a week. And even in the four days, I'll still, I'll still work the five shifts. Just one of those days, I'll work a double. It was like, that, yeah, no problem. So now I'm making, I'm, I have three off days and my goal is still to make $100. So I'm making $100 on each off day. I'm making $300 a week. That got pretty consistent. And I went back to my manager and say, yo, can you only put me on the schedule for three days? I need four off days, but I work two doubles. I'll still do my five shifts. He said, no problem. So then I started making $400. So my point is, by the time I quit the Cheesecake Factory, I was only working like a day or two a week.
0: Mm. So it
2: was, it was a it was a gradual release. It wasn't like yo, I'm out, uh, forget you, forget you. He's cool. I it wasn't <laughs> one of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Gradual release of me hitting these small goals. So by the time I left, it was it was just oh well, I just got a store open now and I'm not selling out of my trunk
1: anymore. But but I wanna I I want to touch on something because I think I think we can't skip past the fact of of what you said, right? you knew your responsibility was still to bring in a certain amount of money, right? So even though you took the day off to go hustle, you still said, I'll make up that shift on another day. So you never dropped the shift. So yes, you're taking the day off, but like you said, you're you're doing a double, which now in that term is double taxing to the body because now you're working a double shift on one of these days, right? Yeah. And then that grad, like you said, that gradually increased. So now you're working two double shifts and maybe three double shifts. So yeah, yeah, you're only working one or two days a week, but you're still putting in the same amount of work as somebody that would have a 40-hour work week. So I, I I can't we can't skip past that. You didn't skip out on the work. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's a very key component to 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 just talk about. The mentality of your work ethic you know what I'm saying we can't
2: skip past that yeah for sure yeah you' can't, yeah, uh, never afraid of, Fire.
0: never been afraid
2: of the work man and right. I, I think it, it doesn't even seem like I think a lot of people are working hard to uh succeed whatever that uh looks like for them but I think what's more effective is just having a plan because it was mm. the plan that kept me going Like if I'm saying I'm going to just go out and just make a bunch of money on my brand, but I don't have a specific goal, it becomes taxing physically and mentally because you don't even know what you're shooting for. When do you start? When do you stop? When do you give up today, right? If I have a number, I just don't give up for that day. And if the number is just five shirts and I'm starting to understand how to get it, it's like, yo, let me just talk to 15 people. Out of the 15, I'm going to get the five sold. So, I mean, most of the time I'm – I'm done by 1 o'clock. So it didn't even feel like grinding. It was the cheat code sometimes. One is consistency, but two is just having a target because it's impossible to hit a target that you can't see, super impossible to hit a target that's not there. But when you have the target, Mm. it makes it a little bit easier.
0: That's a that's a gem Message. right there, bro. Message.
2: Message. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: But, uh, but Dave, I'm also I, I'm a I'm a marketing dude. You know what I'm saying? So I learned all my stuff from sales. So my most of the people I was targeting was marketers, right? So I'm selling marketers. I have to understand the business, and that's how I became a beast and what I do. How did you, you know, tell us a little bit about how you and like how, how did you work on your branding? Because I had everybody in Atlanta know about you. Was it just you was out in the kiosk? You were just running up on everybody. Can you tell us how you built the brand successfully? And then we'll go into to the podcasting.
2: Um, well, I think I built the brand. Well, it depends on if you're asking me the brand of myself or the brand. Yeah. The so
0: business. the personal brand of you. Cause then, then you, you know, you end up creating your own brand and your own business, but creating the brand of you is kind of one of the hardest things that someone can do, right? The, the main issue I hear from people is like, where do I start? What do I do? Well, I'm just me, right? And I tell people shit, authenticity. Nobody could be a better you than you. So what I do is I tell my journey, I show people what I'm doing, what how I'm progressing over the course of time. We did something cool. We on IAB. I'm putting that shit up. You know what I mean? So for you, what was that first step, especially you being in a kiosk in a mall where there's a lot of competition? How did you differentiate yourself?
2: Um... Well, I I think I kind of maybe like in the reverse of how you built it it's never been about me and what I'm doing. I just became a person that people like to be around because I read Mm. this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it said one of the keys was is just let people talk about themselves. So you got to imagine I'm at a I'm at a kiosk and people are coming to the kiosk. And my first thing isn't, hey, buy this shirt, wear this shirt, take a picture. It's like, yo, what do you do? And people will talk forever. They'll just be talking and talking. And I probably could have made more money because I'm spending 45 minutes with this one person that's going to buy a T-shirt or 45 minutes with this one person that just buys a wristband. And in the mall, if you ever worked in the mall, the way you make money is by hawking people down. When somebody walks by, hey, come on, come check us out. I'm trying to make money that way. But I just let people talk and I would give my advice and I started to build relationships with people. And then the person that i talked to for 40 minutes would go get their friends and bring them back. And say, yo, mm-hmm. I hope the dude is in the mall, the dude that the kiosk, they only remember my name. Yo, <laughs> um, is he here, right? So I'm in there building relationships with people, not based on me saying I'm all of this and all I'm all of that. I let you talk about you. And if you talk about you long enough, you'll say to me, "Yo, that was an amazing, that was an amazing conversation." Now mm-hmm. I didn't really say nothing, but I let you, I let you talk, right? So, um, the first thing I did was um, be interested in people. And everywhere I went, I was trying to figure out a way how I can uh, be of assistance. How can I get people to want me around?
0: Yeah, you know, yep. I
2: mean? that's so, real. That's the that's the first mistake where you think people are going to respect you based off of, um, like I had a client, he thinks people going to respect him based off of all the amazing things that he does. And nobody cares. Nobody mm. cares. You will see my work on the back end, right? If you see, if, if you've had a good res- experience with me and you see someone else wearing my T-shirt, it amplifies it way more. They're like, yo, I think that's the dude I was talking. That's his brand. Yo, yo, where are you going to serve? And then the right. person wearing it's like, whoa, yeah, it was a guy in the mall. They're like, yo, that's fire. Then that person comes back and says, yo, I was in the street. Somebody almost attacked me about your shirt. And they come back and buy more. So uh, moral of the story, uh, I became likable. And if people like you, you brand will grow. Period.
0: That's it. That, per- that's the same personality, bro. So I, I had the same philosophy, right? So my thing was... If I'm selling to somebody, right? If I could sell an enterprise deal, I'm closing six-figure deals, right? The problem is, how do I scale that, right? So I was saying, I had a conversation with my CEO at the time. I'm in an agency, and I'm like, "Yo, how do we? How are we generating revenue?" He's like, "Yo, through Twitter, it's a personal brand, right? I got 50,000 followers. He has a multi-million dollar agency. Light bulb went off, and I said, "All right, cool. You stay over there. I'm going on LinkedIn family. I don't know shit about shit, but I'm gonna figure it out, bro." And then from there, I used the line that, that really kind of shaped my strategy, but it was teach them how to fish and they'll learn you sell fishing poles. And it was the same type of philosophy. It's like, yo, if I can give you game, tell you about social media, show you what I'm doing for clients in a meaningful way, and then I generate UGC from people that actually love my shit. So by the time you see me in person, real life, you see the podcast, you see me with Shans, Chad, anybody else, it's like, y'all want to be with that dude. You know what I mean? A good analogy I say is like... um. Is like the the restaurant right you' never been to the restaurant, you're driving past you see a hundred motherfuckers outside the the restaurant, what you gonna assume that the food is fucking awesome? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying, and that's the kind of the same principle, man, so like you said, anybody I, catch that jam well, you go, bro
1: no 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 I just listen no you you absolutely right I just he said something earlier that I want to backtrack on because that's interesting to me um, I got a question for you. you said that you you started out selling t-shirts and then Um, you wanted to be like a cameraman and then this and that. So in a sense, you were trying to be like a jack of all trades, right? Right. I want to know the time frame, the time frame that you actually allotted to each one of these things before you pulled the plug and said, you know what? This is not working out for me. You know, because that's very important, right? A lot of us feel that... We are very talented. As a people, as black and brown people, I feel like we're super talented. But without direction, a lot of us become a jack of all trades, a master of none. But we spend so much time chasing one dream, then pivoting to another dream, then pivoting to another dream, that you never build a foundation and nothing ever kind of scales the way you want. So how much time did you actually give to each of these careers or these aspirations before you decided to say, you know what, this just ain't going to work out?
2: Uh, not much. <laughs> he, said, he said, quick. He said, quick. <laughs> but, I mean, 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the life cycle of a good idea is, yeah. one, excitement. You get excited mm-hmm. about it. And then evolution, meaning um, you start evolving the idea. Right? right. You get excited, and then you start evolving the idea. And right. then after you evolve the idea and make it something, you got to go engage people. Yeah, well, right. the engagement kind of sucks because it's not as exciting because now you got to deal with people saying, no, you got to deal with people not thinking that the idea is as amazing as you think it is. And eventually you have like uh, a uh, uh, you're, you're going to receive some rejection and then you start making a decision. Do I keep moving forward or do I start this whole cycle over again by being excited about something else and then evolving something else and then. Engaging the audience with something else, and then I'm going to face some sort of some sort of block or wall, and then I make a decision: Do I get excited about something else? And then that's the process. That's the so what. What happens when you start um, receiving uh, the, the 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 work of actually building a business? The work of building a business doesn't start until someone tells you no. And what you what you do when you hear a no often enough. That's what determines your success. But we can't like we can't divide our focus on continuing to do something else. Listen, by the time it's almost like if Jared heard me talking about podcasting, hey, I'm doing these podcast workshops and stuff like that. And the very next time you see me, I'm talking about real estate. His brand trust in me is no longer there. It's like, right. oh, right. I thought you were doing right. the other thing. And that's right. how we operate. We're every year, every six months, we're doing something else, man. So uh Once I decided to actually lock in, I figured out, whoa, well, that's that's one of the secrets to success. Just lock in on something, and do it for a long time.
0: Yeah, gotcha. that's real. That's Dedication. real, bro.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely, Dedication. bro. So, so I also want to want to get into. There's a lot. There's a lot of questions I want to ask, bro. Like first, the first and foremost, man, for your brand, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go in, when you when you started the the matter of fact, I want to ask you let's start with this what is the one moment when you knew you made it what because i ask all my guests this what is the one mama i made it moment for you when you was building the podcast when you're building the business and you're like man i'm really exceeding my expectations i wrote my goals down now I'm, I'm, i'm i'm achieving way more than i'm 2x 3x in that what was that moment for you or what was one of the coolest moments for you that said this is what i this is my life purpose this is what i have to continue to do did you have one of
2: those uh, no, not really one. Mo- well, there was a moment where uh, I started this, this podcast thing, right? But remember, mm. I was only doing it to promote a conference. So after the conference was done, it was a success. We had maybe like 500 something people there. Mm. Um, it was, it was a success. So there's no reason for me to interview people for a conference anymore. So I stopped. And then the next, the next year, the, the, the conference comes up again, and I start the process again. Well, what happened was uh, Troy, shout out to Rashad and Troy from EYL. Um, we all went to Cheesecake Factory, the Cumberland Mall. I remember it like it was yesterday. We sat at one of the high-top tables. Uh, Troy is in front of me. Rashad is to the left. And he said something so casual. He was like, yo, I like your podcast. I like your interviews, man. You're really good at it. He just said, you're just not consistent in you know delivering episodes but i like what you do hmm. somehow the conversation changed like we started talking about something else right but i never moved off of that square i never like i'm still there like where you're calling me inconsistent the conversation around me has evolved and is changing and we're eating and i think somebody else walked up like yo i like y'all show all that kind of stuff but i cannot get this out of my head what <laughs> called me Inconsistent, but he wasn't called. The, I, I wish he would have said, "Yo, Dave man, you super inconsistent, man. You gotta get on it." I wish he'd have said it that way. Right. But the, the fact that he said it in such a nonchalant way, like, "Yeah, I mean, it's dope. Just not consistent. Start eating again." I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> like that's what I expected, kind of thing." <laughs> like, what? I took it personally. Hell yeah, I took it personally. And I tell Troy every chance I get, man, that was the battery in my back for him to be truthful enough to say what needed to be said. I went back on my morning meetup call that Monday, and I was like, yo, if I don't drop an episode on Monday, I'm going to come every Monday. I don't release an episode. I'm going to come on this call and give away $500. It's my meeting I meet every morning. Hmm. And uh, I never had to give anybody any money. I stayed consistent and I just locked in. And then I remembered at the Cheesecake Factory, when I decided to do this t shirt brand, the one thing that worked was the thing that I stuck with the longest. So I figure i would stick with this. And I found something that I absolutely love that I think I'm somewhat of a natural in and I don't mind sure. doing it. Um we locked in.
0: Now you 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 are I, I give it to you, brother. You I listen to a lot of podcasts. And and my my top, obviously, I got Joey, I got Rashad E Y L and them, I've got um yourself now. There's a few other Nori, you know, you know the mainstream ones, right? To you, what makes a good podcast? What makes what separates the good from the great? What are the characteristics?
2: A person that is authentically them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think uh, someone who really loves doing it, and you have to forget that the camera is there. You can tell that some people have forgotten that the cameras are there, and they're just being themselves and they're having an authentic conversation. Um, uh, but you can also tell when the people know that the cameras are there, and they're asking questions, because... They have an audience and they're asking questions that they think the audience want to know the answer to. When I'm asking questions, I'm asking questions that I want the answer to. And I'm hoping that the audience has the same questions. If not, they're going to be disappointed because I'm only asking questions I want to know the answer to that I don't have understanding about. You know what I mean? Hmm. So um, that consistency, studying the craft, conversations and communication is an art. Um, and that's why, I actually, July 30th and 31st, we're putting together a podcast summit, uh, so we can teach people all of the elements of the art monetization. It's so much. Yeah. Make I just,
1: sure I just we, wanna,
2: you
1: know, you know, I, you know, I got, you know, I got to chime in when I hear Jim. I got, I got to chime in. Um, <laughs> I got to chime in, man. You know, I got to chime in on what you said about you asking a question that you want to know versus yeah. you asking a question versus the audience wants to know. I. I feel differently about that and let me explain to you why, right? You're at a different point in your life at this point. Your values and your education has elevated you to a certain point. So yes, you might want to know different things, but a lot of your audience might still be way below you, way below you. You understand what I'm saying? So the questions that you might ask might be so far out of the reach of the grasp of, of your average listener that they're not gonna understand what you're saying because they haven't even gotten to the level that you're at at that point. And if you're interviewing people that are two, three steps above you and you're two, three, four, five steps above them, then that gap is just too big for them to, 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 to comprehend what's going on. You know, I think it has to be a balance, right? There's questions that I wanna know. I'm a CEO, yes, I have four businesses. I run my own company. So there's questions that I wanna know. But for more for more so, I wanna know questions And I want you to give me answers that, like I said, that's going to inspire people that haven't even made it to the first CEO level or VP level. You understand that? Like I have a T-shirt. I have three clothing lines, right? So I do T-shirts. But there's people out there that don't know where to start with T-shirts, right? They don't understand the process of that. So I have to ask these questions because, you know, I don't want to give them just my answer because there's other successful people out there that have done it differently. And my and my way of doing it might not work for somebody, but your way of doing it might resonate with somebody like I could get with that. I could get with that. You understand? So I I think it has to be a balance between. Yeah, I think it has to be a balance between what you want and what your audience wants and needs at the same time.
0: I'm not going for I I, I agree with David on this. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying. I can't provide you value if I'm not getting value from it. That's that. That's my thing. So I ask the questions that I want to know. And if you're rocking with me, I'm going to give you that's it. That information that I want to know. If it ain't rocking to me, you know what I mean. If it ain't good for me, then why would I sit and play with you? You know what I mean. So I think you're right. There is a gap, but what you're saying is right. I want to know the questions that I, I want to do. I want to build the relationship that I want to build, right? And I'm gonna give you the game that I feel is important to me. That's why it's our show.
2: Let me give you. Let me give you a, um, a different perspective. the The fact that I am i um, I've you know done well as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, that assumes that I know all about what that other person is involved in. So I've been in t-shirts for years, right? Since 2006 or so, right? And I started my t-shirt brand 2010. If I'm asking someone about their t-shirt brand, I'm probably still gonna ask them, yo, what's your process? I'm still gonna ask them where to get their t-shirts from. Why? Because I wanna know if maybe my supplier's off. How much you pay for your your t-shirts? Oh, $3. Oh, i pay $4. i am always assuming that I don't know it all, period. So if I right. sit down and, somebody, and I'm interviewing somebody that uh, somebody just sent me uh, someone, they're doing a million dollars a month in Airbnb. Yes, I had an Airbnb. But how do you do that? Right. <laughs> You're assuming that because I'm sitting down, we're both high-level CEOs. They're in Turo. I'm in all this other stuff. I don't know nothing about Turo. I don't know nothing about LinkedIn. I don't know nothing about the thing that you know about. I could sit down, even though we make the same amount of money, even though we're in the same business. My questions are for understanding. Right. Because I, I'm I'm of the understanding that I don't understand everything. <laughs> and I'm always checking against what I think I know. I'm assuming right. that what I think I know, I don't. I'm sitting down with Troy, and I'm asking him basic questions about, uh, about podcasting basic yep. stuff and my audience right. would love yo bro. so now i know what cpm is you can explain what cpm is but yep. um how are we approaching how are you approaching the sponsors bro how are you okay how have you grown it i grew a podcast but not today level so i need to go back maybe there's something in my foundation that's broken that i need to ask you the question so i can go fix my own care yeah. how high i get my audience is going to rely on me and rock with me because I have a natural curiosity and I'm of the understanding that I do not know it all. And I want to fill in anything I don't know.
0: Nah, that's, I real, mean, I ask, that's real. I may not
2: ask, okay, what's a checking account and what's a savings account? Right? My, my audience should know that. At some mm-hmm. point, right? But it, what's worked for me is my authentic ability to be curious and ask as many questions as I can. And it works out. Right.
0: Real man that's, I Cause that's I real no, that's, like, that's
2: real. I, I I love
1: it man, and i and and obviously, like you said, you know the way that you carry yourself it it's shown through your progression, right, yeah, you know, it's just I've just encountered so many people, man, and a lot of times like we assume because we know people or we we assume people are on a certain level, and you realize they're not man, like they're not like you know, the things that you might grasp and might and it might come easy to you, to them it's like rocket science, you know what I mean? So, I, you know, yeah. I just, you know, just for me, I just feel like, you know, um, sometimes um, we just got to ask questions to kind of dumb it down because everybody just doesn't have the same intelligence level, man. And they still need help too, you know what I mean? They They but, still need uh, guidance yeah. and they still need help too, you know what I mean?
2: Let me give you another perspective. Yeah. It's easier to have a... Personality or a perspective that's, that is your own, and find people that agree with you, then try to go fulfill all the needs of everybody else. Facts. Mm. And that Fact. is a never ending chase. Right. If you are trying, listen, I'm going to guarantee you if you are looking for the perfect question to ask that the whole audience um, needs the answer to, you will continually miss the mark, and it's going to be really, really hard to grow the show because nobody feels this is for me specifically. Because right now, you're going mm. super, okay. Mm. All right, so break down checking and savings, right? And if somebody in the audience like, right. all right, bro, I got this. Let me just fast forward. I'm I'm good on this question, right? right. But the person that's yeah. watching is like, all right, cool. Later in the interview, you're going to ask something else, more high level, where the person that just learned about checking and savings, they like, oh, no, okay, I'm checked out of this. So my objective is to ask the questions that I know I want to know, and people get to decide whether they like my questions or not. But my questions are consistent, and my questions are me. And what I found is the same same ideas, the same thought process. And if if you don't know it, I'm sure you can go figure it out, because I'm asking enough detailed questions to get an answer. But... That's yeah. that's just that. And sometimes, yeah. bro, sometimes I'm talking to a super high-level entrepreneur and I need to know internally what's going on and how they approach their day and how they build their business. Cause I'm dealing with that's stuff true. internally myself, and everybody right. dealing with something. So absolutely. I can't I can't try to figure out what people want. I'm gonna give them, them what I want. And then some people go and come eat it, they some not. Just that's well, it. You, you know, I'm serving or not, I don't know. But I think <laughs> the thing on my brain is what do y'all want to
0: eat? I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not fast. And I I want to pivot too, bro, because we had this conversation at PodFest, and I would love to have it on the show, right? So when me and David first, when you first met, bro, I don't know if you remember, you was asking me, why do online? And I'm asking you, why are you doing in person? And we had like a good five, 10 minute conversation. I'm like, yo, my metrics is this and da, da, da. I'm trying to monetize this way. This is where I'm drawing traffic from. You're like, yo, you need to do it in person. But I'm like, yo, how to get my CEOs and fly them in and all you need to do in person. But yo, bro, what if I did? (laughs) And you kept going back to you need to do in (laughs) person, bro. And I'll never forget that conversation because that shit, same way the EYL, that shit stuck with me. And then when I started to dive into your shit, I'm like, damn, I see why. Right. So can you give us some of the like, where did that concept for you start to do, you know, to building? What are some of the tips you would give to building community, to building in-person events? Because that's where we're trying to shift right now. Right. So I got a lot of LinkedIn creators that are 100,000, 200, 300,000 followers, myself included, top voice and all that stuff. And I want to be able to monetize that, right? Bring top creators in. You want to take fit photos, you want to do this, you want game, you want LinkedIn sauce, you want to know how to create your LLC, all that stuff. And that's kind of where we're evolving. So which, what tips or advice would you give to us since we're trying to go into that space? And how do you really build that community?
2: Uh, One, all of the numbers I realized, the followers and all that kind of stuff, it means nothing. It doesn't even really have a big bearing on your influence hmm. because the, the the way you check your influence is do an in person event and see if people are willing to leave their house to come rock with you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah. it's scary. No, he
1: went back to the in person. Back to the in person yeah. again. First of all, and that ding was perfect. That, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, <laughs> "Once cool. I lock
2: to an idea, I don't let it go." <laughs> well, it, yeah, that's how you, I I tell you all the time: do a live. You think you got some influence? Do a live event. You can really touch right. your influence. Because right now, people either. They log in, they can watch, and they own home, but then you're not influential like that to where they try to leave their house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So once you become a person, and plus, what makes it more impactful is not 100. I would rather have 20 people in person to see me than 100 people online to see me because those 20 people that are in person don't just get to meet me, but they get to have an experience with the other 19 people. And once you have that in-person experience, you leave and y'all talk about not only me, but y'all met this one person at this event. I met this other person at this event and everybody's talking about this event that drives people back to me, right? So Mm -hmm. in-person events are amazing. If you gotta do it online, do it online, it's cool. It's just building a community online. I just don't think it's as impactful as doing it in person and bringing people together because you can't really connect like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's one thing. Number two is we really, really got to lock in on who our tribe is. So either you're teaching people how to navigate the LinkedIn space. That's what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to market, market and monetize your business right Mm -hmm. which maybe that's separate but it kind of all ties in together but if it all ties in together it's going to be real real hard for me to pinpoint what you are the best at think about somebody that's super successful that y'all both follow give me a name like you really like like super successful this is your person
1: i mean i told you you know i you know i I told you i love dame dash man dame Dame for me is it man like Dame sure. for me, is it, man. Like, I just love about his life. attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for That's, course, that's it for me, of, man.
2: When you think about Dame, what do you think of?
1: I mean, like, he inspired me into the whole, just just his thought process, whether he became super successful, you know, to other people's stands or not. Just his whole thought process on how he goes about attacking things, right? How How his mindset is... Is is categorizing things like okay if I'm into it I gotta own it I, I'm not working for nobody and my son don't work for nobody he you understand just his whole mentality of like transforming um his family and building
2: generational wealth that should change my life well, change my life no, yeah you cannot say Dame Dash name without thinking about Rockefeller am I right right Thanks. correct yeah right yeah he spent so much time building this one thing and we know him we can we can associate his name with this one thing wholeheartedly rockefeller music business he understands the industry right boss ceo we can't detach dame from that am i right right so my point is anyone that's been super successful that we follow and admire we can attach them to something but because we do a bunch of stuff nobody can pinpoint and say oh this person is that. Gotcha. Because we're always doing so much. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's
0: an absolute you know? fact.
2: Well, who right. are you going to say, Jared? Who are you going to say?
0: I was going to say so, um, Kevin Samuels or somebody. How gotcha. he's built his online following. Same shit. You know, if you're talking relationship and it's females, same that.
2: thing. It same wasn't trend. like you know him for. It's like yo, relationships, real estate, marketing. He, we knew this one. We can we can connect him to one thing relationships
0: right same 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 shit. shit. finance
2: so let's let's that that's what people are missing we we think it's a flex that oh we got this business and that but you sound dumb anytime somebody tells Mm -hmm. me yo i got multiple businesses i do that i say yo you're struggling that's 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 automatically in my mind when someone starts bragging about all the businesses they run i automatically associate that so that person is confused and they haven't found what's really, really going to make them successful. Because people yeah. who are really building something big understand they may be doing a bunch, but they're going to tell you about one thing.
0: That's I got but no, but that, but
2: no but disagreements. No,
0: no
1: no, <laughs> no, no, but but, but I, I gotta disagree because I, I know I know a lot of I know a lot of prominent CEOs, you know, from me doing the music thing that that started in one thing and then once they became successful because everybody's level of success is different your level of success can't define my level of success because your journey isn't my journey i could have started at a whole different like i remember um i think it was um wyclef or prize where one of them said something like yo i started in a hut i think it was one of them in the interview like years ago they was like do you know where i lived i started in a hut like no electric." So, everybody's level of success is different, right? So I can, let's just say I have business A and I got to a level of success where I can say I'm successful. My business runs itself. I monetize from it. I might not make as much money as somebody else thinks I need to make from it, but I make enough for me to feel satisfied with it. And then I pivot and start another successful business. You understand what I'm saying? If they're all successful, then you understand what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I look at it like that. Like I think you can be successful in multiple things and, and after you've, locked in on one and built the foundation
2: i i, you know I agree what I mean? with you bro but it, it, it's I like somebody- I, I didn't say like you're if you're doing multiple things they're not all successful or right. you know, you're doing multiple things you're a failure. it just screams confusion it, it, it screams yo i'm gonna I'm work on this for a little while get it to a level and i'm gonna start doing something else and that might be a thing whether that's a, yo you could be bro you could have a a, an amazing nine to five. You always wanted to be a nurse. You are a successful. You are you're a success. Yeah. That's not for me. I'm telling you, when someone's bragging about all the businesses that they do, for me, it screams confusion. And you have not found the thing that really makes you happy.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. It's similar to somebody when I you can hear somebody.
2: Be wrong.
1: I got. I got. I, I. I. I got. No. 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 Listen. It's your. Listen. Oh, hey. Exactly, right? We love opinions. Yeah. We love opinions. Just yeah. your opinion. I. I just disagree. I Good. think that you can no. love
0: multiple things. No. No. But it's similar think... to when you hear somebody like for instance, When I hear somebody, you yeah, I'm working two, three jobs to make to make ends meet. Right. I'm making. I got one job, working a nine to five, and I'm making the same thing you were doing three jobs. You mean to tell me you like doing the three jobs, or when you prefer to do the one job? I'm doing to make the same amount. It's the same shit. But but it's not. It's, it's the same, same, use shit Dame da- da- it's same shit. Okay, in hold on. Let's use Dame Dash as an example. Let's say
1: Dame Dash started out, helped start Rockefeller as an executive. As an executive to uh-huh. start a music record label. Correct. Now we all know how high uh, Rockefeller got before the split, right? But mm-hmm. now we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. At a certain point when he was super successful, guess what he did? Um, then they come out with like Armadale, the you know the liquor, right? And then they came yeah. out with Rockawear, the clothing, right? And then Dame Dash kept, you know, th- now he could have been, I don't think that means that he's not happy doing music. I think that means that he knows he's talented enough and he's been successful enough that he can use the success from one business to leverage and be successful at something else. Oh,
2: that wasn't and even that's exactly necessary. what he did, huh? Huh? It wasn't necessarily separate businesses. If you listen mm-hmm. to his interviews, he was saying, yo, we out here popping all this liquor. That needs to be ours. Yep. In our music. Right. No, no, right. Why, but, but it's... These clothes? Why do we make our own clothes in our music? Do you, yep. bro, you think? Do you think, Now, that's a, that's a whole right. empire, right? Right? It's right, all, right. It all stems from one tree, right? Yep. You know as far down in that tree as you want. But I'm talking about if he has a record label and then he starts focusing on... Is a real estate empire, or what? At some point, you get so much bread, and you you doing whatever you do whatever. You feel yep, me? Yep. Like, man, I I got a bunch of stuff going on. I don't right. I don't talk to people about it, but because I want people focused to be able to connect me to something. But for right. most, ninety nine point eight percent of the world don't have that luxury yep. to say, Yo, I'm up a hundred million. Now I'm about to go do daycares because I love kids. Facts. you think, right. well, you, think you, you think that if he could like do it all over again he was i interviewed him right thing it wasn't him choosing to say yo i don't want to do music no more there was turbulence it got ugly it got rocky and it was forced everybody had to like everybody had to pivot he didn't start doing all the other stuff because he was like done with music that joy's winning when you have something that's winning i'm telling you it feels so good, and you want to drive deeper into the thing that's winning. For most right. people,
1: mm-hmm. right, right.
2: Yeah. as you're the, de- however you operate your particular business, that's your business, and that should be it's whatever fulfills you and makes you happy. Yeah, I'm just saying. When I see that, I've coached thousands of entrepreneurs when they start talking about all the businesses. Or I'm in a networking of you like, I got this, and I got I got Turo cards, and I got Airbnbs, and I do this <laughs> and that. I'm like, oh, you're confused.
0: Facts. I can say or that
2: you're afraid, or you're afraid to go all in on something.
1: I agree. Now that I, now I, that that's a I can get with that answer right there, you know, afraid to go all in on something. I can get with that answer.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm that
1: you yeah. I'm just saying, about me. this. I'm not.
2: We are that same. I'm just saying, like you know what I mean it's like make, gotta, yo, let me sign it. Sign it. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was actually talking to um So we just dropped this other podcast called Growing Pains. It's on our uh, social proof network. And I was explaining to them that sometimes the challenge is you agree with everybody so much. Y'all agree with each other. If y'all a guest comes on, y'all agree. Sometimes, even if you agree, you gotta find something that you disagree with to even make the conversation more engaging, right? You know what I mean? So sometimes I'm on I'm on podcasts or uh, they'll they'll like interview me and be like, yo, good answer, good answer, good answer. You would have never, this podcast would have never pulled out some of the stuff that I just said because I've never right. said it before. If right. you didn't say... I'm no, good. I'm, good. <laughs> really? right? I'm just saying, uh, listen. It took me a little while to start disagreeing with like my right. guests because I was like, I want to be respectful, I want them to... And I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling that. You got to explain yeah. that. And that. that's that's
1: the engagement. So this is... Yeah, this- yeah. So saying, but it goes back to being authentic self. Not to cut you off, Jay. That's but that's what go, we bro. talk about: being your authentic self, right? Jay is Jay right? That's my cousin. I love him, but I'm not him. We don't, we think alike, but we have a lot of dis, you know disagreements in, in what we like and what we don't like, right? I'm not yep. going to sit here and just shake my hand. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you accomplish, right? I'm going to express my opinions because like you said, I want to know. Real shit. I want to know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, Now nah, you got to talk to me nicely. I don't understand that.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I don't understand
1: that. Now nah, that don't make sense to me because again, I'm comfortable. Like Dave, right? Be clear, because I was at fest with you, and you seen how we worked the room, right? When we when we when we walked in fest we knew nobody. Let's be clear, real quick. I don't want to tell a long story. We only went to fest I, I was on a vacation before that. I came back like that that one, Monday or Tuesday, and and my cousin said, We gotta be at fest I said, when? He said Wednesday. I said, It's Monday night. I just got back. Yeah. He said, Booked on Tuesday. No, I promise you, Dave, he said. We cannot miss this. I said, I knew nothing about it, Dave. I said, I know nothing about it, but I had enough faith in my cousin to say, send me the details. We booked that trip Tuesday night and we didn't make it for Wednesday, but we got there Thursday and we got a chance to meet you and we did that. But again, that's me going all in on saying to my cousin, hey, listen, I got enough faith in you to say if we need to be in this in this trip and we need to be in person and make this happen, I'm going to support you, right? But when I got down there, I got to be me, right? I got to wear my colors. I got to wear my hair to wear... I can't go down there being him. I got to go... I'm pastel chatty, baby. You know, I'm on, I got to go down there with all this energy. You're going to get all this Leo energy. You know what I'm saying? Like...
2: How was your uh, experience at the event? How was y'all
0: experience? Huh? Oh, it was oh, I right. We loved it. Nah, we loved it. it. We good, loved friend, it, man. Man. We, we, it, man. We loved we, it, we, we met so, so many... It shit we met you we met uh a who was uh, a uh, angel she's a live angel. podcast network she's on our partner yeah. yo, we worked yeah. the room the within an hour of us being there we was in the back room talking about how we speaking for next year cuz we are sitting that's and listening to all these conversations. I'm like all right they had linkedin presentations I'm looking at people shit you got 2000 followers you got no engagement you I'm that's like yo, what's going on man because for me like for my story, I know if I if I was a white man in the industry, they'd have a fucking statue outside the company, bro. I closed two million dollars of revenue without a cold call or email for, for an agency with no brand recognition. You know what I'm saying? Straight from LinkedIn, people coming into us. So I'm sitting there want to give people the framework, and we end up getting put into the CEO of Pi Fest. We got new sponsorships and all that, bro. It was just the energy that we needed, but we walked in there, we showed them, we showed our ass, bro. We, yeah. showed, we was at a yo, club with the Dave, No, <laughs>
1: Dave, Dave, I swear to God, right? No, he's not lying to you. He had a checklist, right? He actually wrote a checklist like, yo, Cuzzo, we gotta accomplish A B C D E within the three days that we was here. By lunchtime, I was like, yo, you know that list is done already, right? The right. rap. So we we, we, we at- Yeah. No, seriously. By lunchtime, the first day, the whole list that he had created, we had we was in the back room within the first two hours of getting to the event. Meeting the moderators, like, yo, y'all want to come back next year? You want to speak? You want to be a... Sp-? Within the first two up, that's because we went there as us, right? We went there yep. as us. We was our authentic self. We was unapologetic. And and that energy that energy traveled, man. Like you said, and we got to meet you and have great conversations, with, which led to this moment right here. 100%.
2: Yep. 100%.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yep. It was real, man. I don't know yeah. if I'm going next year, but you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> but we I'm going back. I'm going back. You're going I'm going back. back. You, know why, you know why I'm going back? Because Dave made a very important point. I enjoyed the energy in the room, bro. I enjoyed having conversations with like-minded individuals and learning from people. And yeah. I enjoyed that just that feeling of, yo, I didn't meet one person that walked around PodFest with, a, with an angry face or frowning. Uh-huh. Everybody was, I swear to you, Dave. I, sw- I was like, yo, what, what kind of, is everybody drugged? In? They roofing and motherfucker. Everybody was like this. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi. They're, they're, What's your name, bro? What do you think? <laughs> My name is Mike. Like, everybody was walking around the names. Like, My name is Mike. Right? I was like, yo, this energy, it was infectious, right? And because we come from a culture where the energy is not infectious like that, I, you know, I just fell in love with it, man. I just fell in love with it. Let me tell you it. where
2: y'all need to be though. What's up? Podcast is, is that, Summit 2023. that You
1: give us the Atlanta, word, baby. That that's a that's Atlanta.
2: It's Miami. Oh, Miami, the one in Miami. Okay, the yeah. one in Miami. Okay. Podcast Summit.com is the premier podcast. So first off, I'm getting I man, we got so many people. There we got Angela Yee. Speaking, earlier, Leisure, Wall Street Trapper. Yo, we got right. so many surprises, though. And to be able to, like, we got this uh, young lady, um, Hala Taha, uh, one of the top podcasters, like, on the I met, charts. I met her. I met, I met her
1: two days ago at um, IAB up front. Uh, I oh, met her. She's dope. Crazy. She's wow.
2: dope. Yeah, I met Tori, her. We just like Tori Gordon. Uh, she actually does, like, the LinkedIn joint, but she's, like, yeah. one of the top ranked podcasters in business is like extremely good. And so many surprises, bro. Like it's, right, but very few people can teach how to monetize and make money and grow. Very people, few, right. few people can't, but um, I can't. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, are... Little tap uh, on the back, little tap on the back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Man, we, we, we go. look, little tap me. on the back. Look, wait, look how you switch. Look, hold on. I just want to show you something. I'm not gonna let you get away with this shit. In the beginning, when we was giving you your accolades, you like, nah, man, stop boasting me up like that. Let's get to the message. Now you're like, yo, let me tap myself on the back real quick and nigga. I'm the see? See how you switched up, right? Yeah, I caught you. I caught you. I caught you. I caught
2: no, you. <laughs> not me. Podcast Summit gives you everything you need to know to start Right. Lawrence. from. Got you. No disrespect to like any other conference, but right. it ain't no season on none of them joints. Yeah, it ain't right. no it it ain't it, it, it ain't the details in which we come with and the right. energy that we come with. I've been Act. to a, I've been to like like podcast events and it's it's a whole nother vibe, bro. Right, it's a whole okay. nother vibe. So now nah, yeah, we the people, Miami, Florida Podcast, Summit.com. Uh, it is so far up right now. All right, all right. Yeah, God, all
1: right, God damn, We sold. Call yeah, Jet Blue. When we get off the podcast, Jordan, <laughs> clear your schedule. Get get the Miami trunks. I'm coming out there. I'm telling you right now. Dave, if you see me out there, I'm coming out there looking like, what's his name for Miami Vice, Tibbs or something? With, with the suit, I'm coming out there with the with the matching palm tree sets. And I promise you, I'm coming out there. Let me tell you know, what makes a difference, too. Let
2: me tell yeah. you what makes a difference. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this yeah. week or next week we'll have our uh, we'll have a podcast app because we're putting everybody in the app together so they can connect way before no. the actual event comes together. Right, okay. I've done two pre-event workshops. Meaning, the people who buy tickets now they get in these workshops. I'm doing a couple of them a month because mm-hmm. I want to start teaching now to get all the questions that someone might have out the way. So by the time they come in July. They're asking different questions, more intimate gotcha. questions. Yeah. Like, Makes sense. stuff that I told you to do on the call. Like you're like, right. okay, I did that. Now it's time for the next level. Otherwise, you'll come July and ask the first question that you could have got answered months ago. You feel gotcha. me? Gotcha. So like this is this is why we're different. We're building the community now. Because when y'all see each other in person, oh, it's a party. Y'all, I see you on the calls. I connected with you. There are people right. connecting right now in their own cities that they never knew each other. But because of the podcast summit, they're connected and they're going together. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So
0: awesome.
2: I, I am, I am so focused on community, bro. Because that's the thing that saved my life. It wasn't information. It was community. If mm-hmm. I can run with somebody and we go into the same place, that makes us both run longer and faster. So, uh, yeah, man, podcastsummit.com
0: we in the is. building, baby. We're in the yeah, building, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we in the yeah, building. we definitely pulling it's up, ball. man. So I, yeah. I, I, got, I want to ask you too, brother, like what, what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned since developing your business, bro? Like what is the one gem that you would give to somebody out right now? You know, like, or what was something that's happened maybe at your first event, you know, that maybe you lost some bread, you didn't get the ROI you anticipated. What is one of those moments for you and how did you pivot from that, bro? Um, Just uh, one of
2: the lessons is just consistency is the only cheat code. Mm. I mean, the only lesson. I mean, everything, every problem that we have to solve in business uh, can be solved through consistency. Mm. So if you do something wrong and you keep doing it, eventually you'll be like, okay, this is wrong. Let me just fix this. That's it. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know have else to explain it. But everything can be fixed through consistency. But people don't stick around in the same industry or the same business long enough to. Figure out how the
0: thing works. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't lying, man. So then we go. We have to give a plug us. I... Yeah, but there's
1: it's there's a, there's multiple reasons for that. There's multiple reasons for that. You can start something that you genuinely love. I mean to your core, but because you're not getting the right information, because you might not have the right resources or support system to help you build eventually as a human being and you got bills to pay, you feed yourself, you give up because you're like, yo, I, I can't keep doing this and live at the same time. Sure. So, 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 survival, survival kicks in and economics sometimes takes a backseat more often than not to your personal survival. The lights got
2: to, the light bill got to be paid. You understand? Yeah, I got to eat. You, yeah, still you gotta know? Be consistent. But for most people that start a business, they're not starting a business and don't got no source of income most i mean for the most part think about the people yeah. who start businesses it's not not somebody who's just unless you quit your job and say i'm gonna start my business then that's foolish unless you got the the information education the the the, the, the uh uh the, the the motivation the wherewithal all that kind of stuff but for most people their business isn't survival mm. for the most part their job is survival they just don't want to be at the job no more Facts. Right. Right. Looking at most people. Right. So I had a job and I consistently built my business and eventually I was able to replace my job income with my business income through consistency. So now I'm not saying do the same thing over and over again and just blindly. Okay, eventually I'll get it. You have to consistently be in it and look at your work and say, okay, what did I do right? What did I do, do wrong? Do the stuff you did right again. Stop doing the stuff you did wrong and you keep going. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think consistency is the only cheat code in my experience. Right. No, it is, I, man. I, it is. That's how look, 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 I can That's agree to that. Look, look. I, okay, look, you know
0: look. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Dave, Dave, Dave. Good answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got,
1: now we on the good answer. <laughs> now nah. we're on the same page. Good answer.
2: I do have a uh, two o'clock meeting. I'm running a, a bit. Gotcha, behind. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you. Yeah. yeah. So I've like, been cool. for an hour, but dang it's yeah. been an hour already. It didn't seem like it. Bro, my, just yeah, want to say thank, thank crazy.
0: you, bro. Like yeah. real talk, appreciate, appreciate you pulling you. up, man. Yo, we big fans of what you do, brother. Like real shit. I know we're gonna connect. You got our numbers and all that, man. We locked in, bro. But appreciate you just for stopping in, checking and giving us some gems, man. Everybody on the check in. Thank you for tuning in, man. It's another episode of more than the title, and y'all better come see us down at Podfest Podcast Summit, Miami, July. 30, I'm getting my here, shorts
1: there. ready, baby.
0: More than I'm the title, OTB in the ready. building, baby. <laughs> 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 I
2: appreciate you, brother <laughs> Let's love. Let's do baby. it. This is awesome. and, Mais you Yes, sir. Um,